Dog Society presents Palette Cleansers, because sometimes you need a nice moment between two not-so-nice things. So hello, our dear listeners and throbbing members. Uh, we are here. I am Kat, a.k.a. Thrusty McGee. We'll do a little intro real quick. I am Kelsey, a.k.a. Loins Haversham. It takes me a minute. Sometimes Did you forget, forget your name, too? <laughs> you know what? It happens. Uh, I'm Krista, a.k.a. Love Meat McCum Swoggle. And I'm Autumn, also known as Tits Von Fappappappappington. And today we have the absolute pleasure. Well, I'm so excited, I can't talk. Words are hard. They are. We have the absolute pleasure of talking with an actual legitimate romance novel author. So Mariah Ankenman, did I pronounce that correctly? Yes, you got it. Huzzah! Well, welcome. <laughs> thank you for agreeing to do that this. That was going to be our first yeah. question. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I know. I I realize now I really should have gotten a pen name that was much easier to pronounce. But, you know, live and learn. Nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> so, kind of our, we have a little list of questions here. But first, tell us about yourself. Who are you? Who who am I? The existential question. Uh, I ask myself that constantly. I am a bag of anxiety in a meat suit. Ooh, me too. Uh, hey. uh, You're in good company. Yes. Um, I am a lover of love. I'm a romantic from birth, I think. I like to joke that I just came, you know, out of my mother's womb and I was like, okay, where's the love? Give it to me right now. I need it. <laughs> I need it right now. Um, I write sassy and swoon-worthy romance. I am a vodka enthusiast, an amateur aerialist, and a pun lover. And Ooh, bottle walker. Nice. Yes, and bottle walker. I have the bruises to prove it. <laughs> As, wait, a, a what? Bottle walker? It, awesome. I started this during quarantine. It's very fun. You take empty uh, liquor bottles and you put on some heels and then you walk on the tops of the bottles and try oh, to do your best not to fall. I would die. Wow. Yeah. Like, whoa. I'm I very feel difficult. like, especially after finishing and emptying those bottles of liquor. <laughs> you should yeah. probably wait. Wait an hour after drinking before bottle walking. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like swimming. Oh, man. That's well, your fantastic. message in a bottle you've sent to us. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So you talked a little bit, but so you write, um, what kind of things do you write? So like genre, length, uh, contemporary, historical? Um, so I write uh, contemporary and paranormal. My paranormals are uh, like mostly focuses on daemons, but I do have some shifters and vampires and psychics and witches in the background. And then my contemporaries, I have cowboys and rom-com. So small towns, city romance, they're, uh, they're always full of sass. And steam. Gotta have that steam. And they're around uh, 50 to 80,000 words is what all my novels are. Cool. Okay. Yeah, so decent. So not the uh, the 13-page whirlwinds we've been... Uh... <laughs> no novelettas yet. I, I do need to get some novelettas and novellas out there. But no, all of mine are novel length so far. Fantastic. How long have you been writing? Um, I mean... Pretty much my whole life. My very first published book was in uh, first grade. Our school oh, librarian yes. took a story that I wrote and laminated it oh. and then put it in this little bin that they had in the library, the school library, so that all their friends could check out other classmates' books. Oh. It was 
it was the coolest thing ever. And I was like, I could do this for real. Oh, that's amazing. So shout out to all the librarians out there. I love you. You're amazing. Um, but I didn't start focusing on getting actually published until about 2000. I want to say 2012 is when I started sending out my first queries. And then I had my first book published in 2016. Awesome. Yeah. Congrats. That Thank is so you. Awesome. So yeah, then I made, oh, oops, sorry, Kelsey. Oh, I was going to say, I made the mistake of buying the first book of all of your series, which I don't know why I did that, because <laughs> once I read the first book, I'm like, well, now I have to read the rest of them. Exactly. That's how we get you. I know. <laughs> which, so yeah, because I think we've all read, I, I finished mine embarrassingly late, uh, very soon before we recorded this. Um, I read I think the they were all problem. in the Mile High, yeah, the Mile yeah. High. Mile High Romance. Oh, yeah. yeah. I read yes. the best friend problem. Uh, I really liked that. I wasn't, so I'm going to be honest. I <laughs> am not into pregnancy at all or babies. Fair enough. Or Fair ever enough. having children. So I wasn't sure how I would feel about it, but I fucking loved it. So shout oh, out to you, you for like somehow like making me en- like enjoy someone talking about them being pregnant for an entire book. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, the really problem was really cute. I love the uh, the main character, Moira, who is just a total spaz. Oh, um, she's my favorite. Moira Fantastic. The uh, best friend yes. problem. <gasps> yes. That's why oh, I just ordered such a delight. I just mm-hmm. ordered the other two books, Autumn, so we can oh, we're, good. we're roommates, well, so we can share. Yeah, yeah. Because Moira, I kept thinking uh, whenever she would talk, I, I just thought of Shit's Creek and her. Yes, being- <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, God. I love that <laughs> I show like so of- <laughs> much. Oh, uh, yeah, I, oh, a couple of weeks ago, I recently finished the finale and I oh, cried. It was so, so hard. Yep, yep. I'm in the middle of a rewatch of Shit's Creek, actually. Yes. So. It's just such Love a it. such a happy, wholesome, wonderful. It's shockingly sincere. Oh, like yep. so good, yeah. and the character growth just amazing. Yes. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Love Alexis. It. Oh. 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 Alexis. Yeah. Oh. And uh, the sounds me the most. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Her arc is amazing. <laughs> just like tearing up thinking about it. Stop <laughs> it. I know. I had an emotional week because then I finished The Good Place and then I cr- I <gasps> never cried for like oh. almost an hour straight and that finale got me crying. It was so That hydrated. show was also she wonderful. She cried watching every single episode. So like I would walk upstairs so and she would just be sitting in the in her room just like sobbing. <laughs> Listen. Every so night. Though. I have it's a lot so of good. feelings. It is so, okay, so Mariah, because in our podcast, we focus a lot on smut because we're the porn-obsessed people. Mm-hmm. Um, in your Can opinion... You my resume? <laughs> please do. <laughs> uh, in your opinion, what makes a good smut scene? Well, I think it really depends on why the scene is in there. Like, because every scene has to have a pur- purpose, even the, the sexy scenes. So is it in there for, like, the emotional connection of the characters or are you trying to help the reader live out one of their fantasies? Mm-hmm. Or is it just for, you know, motor revving? Because motor revving is a purpose. It's totally a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in order for it to be good, no matter what it's about, it has to have a purpose. And that purpose has to come through. So whatever the author is trying to say with those really hot and steamy scenes, as long as they make through, make sure that what they're trying to say gets through in between all the good naughty bits... I think that makes it a great scene. Yeah, I I love that. It's not something I I think as a reader I would have ever thought of. It's subtle, like it because you don't think about it till later. You're like, oh, because if it's written properly, 
you're not even thinking about it. It just goes into your brain and makes the story work. I think that explains so much why a lot of a lot of the the books that we've been quote unquote (laughs) books that we've been reading just don't work (laughs) because they are just there's no reason necessarily for them to yeah I like that that's very insightful for us as readers and like with the motor revving aspect like it only works if it actually works yes (laughs) revs the motors (laughs) Uh, yeah I think that kind of moves us smoothly into our next question which is what is your favorite genital euphemism and least favorite (laughs) um well my favorites are I love center of her need just because it conveys so many different things not just about like the physical pleasure of where it is but it can also talk about like the center of her emotional needs too Mm -hmm. So I love the duality of that phrase. It's my favorite. And I also love iron wrapped in velvety softness because like the juxtaposition of how hard yet how soft. It also is a duality because it can be talking about, you know, those alpha holes with the heart of gold, how they're all hard on the outside and soft on the inside. Um, But recently I saw a TikTok where someone was talking about their favorite phrases and one of them was doodle dasher. (laughs) and i am now determined to put that in a book because i love that so much doodle dasher doodle dasher is it describing a a penis like it is that's brilliant i need to put that in somewhere i think i laughed for five minutes after hearing that that's fantastic do you just keep a list of euphemisms i do i keep a list of euphemisms and euphemisms i'm not allowed to use because Fun fact, in traditional publishing, the different publishers have words and phrases you're not allowed to use, otherwise they'll push you into erotica. Oh. Oh, Yes. Yes. So with, you know, if you're traditionally published based on the different publishers, there's certain things you can't say. That's really interesting. So why why would they want, I mean, what's wrong with being erotica? Oh, there's nothing wrong with being erotica. Oh, there's so many fantastic erotica books and erotica authors that I absolutely love. It's just a different marketing strategy. Oh, I see. Okay. So, so yeah. So they have to, they base, you know, the marketing and distribution and putting you in like the Amazon categories based on mm-hmm. kind of the heat level of your book. So if you're mm-hmm. in erotica, sense. they have to change their whole strategy. So it's not a punishment. Oh. It's just a... From a marketing just, standpoint, it, yeah, yeah. Since you're, you're, since you're in the like romance kind of rom com sphere, yeah, cool. The things you learn. Is there? <laughs> are you allowed you know? to share? Are you allowed to share some of the ones you're not allowed to use? Um, well, one of my publishers, I had to take out all of the uses of the word clit. Hmm. Oh, and I couldn't talk about any bodily fluids. What? Yes. Wow. Whereas another publisher is totally fine with the word clit, huh. which is so funny. Like, but that's how they, they're so different, weird. different techniques and stuff. So yeah. That's a clinical word. That explains you know, like... so much about so many different romance novels mm-hmm. and the words yeah. that they use. Yeah. Which, yeah. We, we make fun of a lot of the general euphemisms, but maybe those were used for a reason. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. It's like, I feel like the, the world is exposed to us right now. <laughs> I'm pulling back the curtain. Pulling back oh. the curtain. Well, I never thought about what differentiates romance and erotica, because I kind of always lumped them together, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people do. What's funny is one of my older sisters uh, didn't even know there's such a thing as Amish romance. 
Oh Did my you know gosh. that? I love. Well, I work at a library. Of oh, course. I know. So about you know. Romance. Yeah, a lot of people don't think, but the world of romance. One reason why I love it just so so much is it can encompass everyone. There's mm-hmm. sweet romance, clean romance, Amish romance, all the way up to erotica. There's ace romance. For anyone who's asexual, there's asexual romance out there. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, yeah, Chuck Tingle has some, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, love yeah. Chuck Tingle. Oh, so Chuck great. Tingle. Oh. Love Chuck entire, Tingle. We have an entire palate cleanser about Chuck Tingle. We, we <laughs> do. So Chuck. great. I, I still need to read his Pokemon one. <laughs> oh, God. What's it? Yeah. Pokey butt go, pounded by the wind. <laughs> yes. So good. Oh, I bet so there's going to be some vaccine ones, too. Oh, I hope so. Well, mm. actually... Wasn't there already? Sorry. He... he this is really weird. I just was thinking about this earlier. He actually made a comment on, did you guys ever see the kissing the coronavirus? The coronavirus? Right. Yeah. 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 But he made a, he made a whole post about it saying like, the fact that people are making tingly kind of things about something that's killing a lot of people yeah. is not cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of doubt that he will do anything with the vaccine. He might not, yeah. Yeah. Mm, I think he's going to stay away from yeah. that. Yeah. That makes sense. But so what is something that you feel? Oh, actually, first, we need to get into what is your oh, the least, least favorite. favorite. Right. Mm-hmm. OK. Um, so I think like technical terms in general are not sexy. Like, I'm sorry, but vulva, you mm. you can't make that word sexy. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make vulva sexy. And I've only seen it a few times. But every time I cringe, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so I'm not a big fan of vulva or slit. I just mm. oh no. I can't yeah, I, I, I don't have a visceral reaction yeah. right that's what it, it makes me do too I'm like oh no um, I think most I mean Doodle Dasher is a you gotta love you gotta love <laughs> you gotta it love it gotta love it um but any anytime member is used all I can think of is is his penis in a band <laughs> <laughs> like does it play the drums backup guitar what's going on here yes. I mean, I'd watch that band, the member band. <laughs> oh, hands down. Yes. I think, think they put on a good show. But yeah, that one, it's not not my favorite. It just always makes my mind go to weird places. Love it. That well, now, awesome. from now on, I'm, my mind will go there too. <laughs> I know. And we, we read about a lot of members, so it's going to yep. be. Well, our <laughs> follow, we call our followers our throbbing members. That's true. So, yeah. We do. You know? And if the band's, the members, wants to take throbbing members, depending on how they market it, I I might accept that. If they give us lots of money, (laughs) there you go. Please. (laughs) We will potentially allow it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much. So before we kind of wrap up, uh, Mariah, do you have anything to plug, like upcoming books, your social media links? Um, yes, you can find me on all the social social medias. If you just search my name, Mariah Ankeman, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, spending way too much time there, but I love it. I love <laughs> all of your so TikToks. Fun. They are so Thank you fun. so much. They, I know. It's like I found a place where I can be my dorky self and people appreciate it. So take that, bullies from high school. People do think I'm funny. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and you all mentioned that you were reading the Mile High Happiness series. Uh, the Mile High Firefighters are coming. Oh. So Finn's buddies. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yes, Ward and Diaz are getting a book. Yes. Oh, they have to. Yes. I'm so stoked for that. And uh, the first book in the series, the heroine is an artist. And let's just say that uh, 
she and the hero do a passion painting. Ooh. Ooh. That was very fun to research. I've never tried that. Maybe I'll have have to talk to my husband about that Mm -hmm. (laughs) after reading that book. It seems like it's a revenue motor. I will say the first first time I ever saw a uh, cock ring was at a naked art party. Hey. There you go. I guess that kind of counts. I have so many questions. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh. College was a good time, you guys. Ooh. Uh, And I knew you in college. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much again, Mariah. Thank you so much for having me on. This was so much fun. Yay. Yay. Hey, everyone. Editing Thrusty McGee here. We had such a blast talking with Mariah that we wanted to include a little bit extra. So before she joined us, the four of us Gaspod gals were having a pretty fun conversation in our Discord chat where we were basically sending a bunch of thirsty gifts back and forth to each other while chatting and, and waiting for Mariah to join. So when Mariah joined us, we kind of continued the conversation. So enjoy this bonus content of all of us being thirsty with Mariah Ankenman. For 20 oh my minutes, gosh. just sends each other gifts of um, men were uh, 18th, for. 19th century men. Um, oh, nice. Old dark, Pride and Prejudice. Then we tossed in a little Aragorn and some little uh, Witcher. It was basically our, our Discord conversation is basically this list of like 25 gifts of just like attractive Hollywood men in various states of undress. Nice. <laughs> it's been pretty third. Well, I started watching Pole Dark recently, so we were chatting about it and the conversation evolved from there have you have you seen pole dark because i have not <gasps> oh boy there's a scene with a certain shirtless pole dark and he's wielding a scythe in a field of wheat and farm- farming has never looked so attractive uh, it's the best i've ever like far- oh ooh, ooh. <laughs> i'm gonna have to look that up yes it's on amazon mm, pole dark Yes, P-O-L-D-A-R-K. If you like, if you like old, your old timey men, sorry. Yeah, if you like some lingering <laughs> grazes or grazes, lingering gazes <gasps> and brushing. Mm-hmm. Aiden Turner. Oh my yes. gosh, I yep. love yes. him. Yep. Him is a full grown man in that. Because even as Killy the dwarf, I was just like, hey, babe. Oh man, him as Killy right? the dwarf was the only reason to watch the Hobbit. Well, and Richard Armitage. Richard Armitage. Yeah. Yes, Which- and also Lee Pace. Yeah, Lee so Pace. all of them, just like the like a um, uh, cornucopia of chins. Did you really? say cornucopia or cornucopia? <laughs> I've heard of cornucopia. Also. I heard cornucopia. <laughs> We're gonna go well, with okay. cornucopia. Uh, I saw him first in the uh, Being Human. Did anyone ever watch that? I think I watched. Oh a couple yeah, episodes. I think Rush. My husband watched it, but I haven't. No. Oh, so the UK version is so much better than the US version. That's a good show. Oh, did they edit sure. it differently? Um, just the storylines were slightly different for the I U.S. Because they did a U.S. It, remake yeah. of it. The BBC mm. version is so much better. Which is oh, true gotcha. for, like, basically everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really want to put all of that in the actual palate cleanser, by the we way. We can put just... all of that. I mean, it's our show. Yeah, we, we have to do whatever we want. <laughs> People, like, they, they have to listen to us for five minutes talking about thirst. Well, yeah. No shame. <laughs> uh, if it inspires them to, we just got a fan email today that said that their dad called. What is it? What um, their dad, their dad call calls us the uh, porn obsessed people you listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Which- 
I've just never been so honored in my life. I know. I know. The Galloping Ab Society is on Instagram and Twitter at Galloping Abs Pod. Send us an email if you'd like. Galloping Society at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to this palate cleanser. We hope it was enough.